the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Tom Offerman, Kellen Gersky, and Jacob Reck coming at you on this episode of the Steelers Standard. We are going to rank our positions of need for the Pittsburgh Steelers later on in this episode. But before we get to that, I got to start with the Big Ben news, or should I say lack of news involving Big Ben. Uh, Last week was the week after the Super Bowl. It was reported that Ben and Art Rooney and Colbert were all going to meet and try to bring this cap hit down, maybe by signing him to an extension or working some other kind of cap magic. And that meeting never happened as last week came and went. And now we're at Tuesday of this week, and we still have not heard anything on the front of this meeting. They haven't even acknowledged the fact that they haven't met yet. So all has been really quiet on the Big Ben front. And I don't want to say it's really frustrating, but it is kind of getting a little irritating, honestly, because this is the biggest domino that needs to fall in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, it's the biggest domino that falls for the—I mean, not only um, this year, but I think for the Steelers' future, too. Um, It completely changes the way you draft if— um, if we if we know that Ben isn't going to be here, I'm assuming anyway, it would change the way that you would draft if you're the Steelers. Um, you don't have your franchise quarterback anymore, and you uh, assume to have him for one more year. I think you would like to know that by this point, right? Or at least relatively soon, you would like to know, hey, do we have you going forward or not? Um, and the last time we, we sat here, we, we talked about the same thing, and we all kind of wondered, like, is this something to worry about? And we all didn't really think it was a worry or that it necessarily meant anything and I still don't think it necessarily means anything, but I will say that it's definitely um, strange, right? Like we we all assume, like you said, that this was going to happen last week, and here we are a week later. Still, no talks have happened. Nothing has been said about it at all. Um, and it's kind of funny, you know. We, right before we came on, we saw Brooke Pryor on ESPN saying, "There's two R's for Ben Roethlisberger. It's either you restructure or you retire." And that's great, but that's basically what we've known we've since been saying the same thing. Yeah, it's been weeks, it's yeah. been since the season has been over that we've been saying that th- that same thing. So again, it's just a little bit frustrating that we haven't had anything new, and it's all the same stuff that we've been thinking, we've been talking about, we've been speculating on um, since the season has been over. So it would be nice um, just to have that confidence going forward that yes, we have been, or it's okay. Well, we don't have been, let's figure out what we do from here on out. And I think in February um, going into March, that's something you would like to know. Yeah. We do, we're, we're kind of just biding our time here, twiddling our thumbs, waiting for this meeting to get done. I, I, I can't believe that after what, two or three weeks after the first time that it was reported that the Steelers were planning to meet with Ben, we're still waiting on this guy to to get with the team. I mean, this is something that when when it was first reported, I had said I was kind of surprised that Ben was willing to do this, that he was going to take one for the team. When it, in the past, when it was a contract year or a contract dispute, it kind of was Ben against the world, or or Ben kind of saying this is my contract. You know, we have to do it on my terms. And I was happily surprised to hear that he was willing to meet with the team. But that was two or three weeks ago when this was first reported. Now, two or three weeks later, and there's still no meeting. Now I'm getting a little concerned because now I'm starting to think, uh-oh, as Callan had said, restructure or retire. The longer you wait, the more you think the possibility is that he's not willing, going to be willing to restructure and he possibly may retire. I wonder if things have changed. I mean, the variable of Marquise Pouncey deciding to retire 
absolutely might, to what you were yeah. alluding to, Jacob, change his tune from, yeah, I'm willing to restructure to, oh, you know what, maybe I'm not so willing to restructure anymore. Now, the new league year doesn't start until St. Patrick's Day, 4 p.m. on March 17th, so we're still about a month away exactly from when he would actually need to have the cap reduction take place so that they could go out and actually sign some free agents or re-sign their own player. You can re-sign your own players whenever you want, but to go out in the open market and re-sign some or sign some free agents. So I guess as far as the timetable's concerned, it's still more than enough time to figure this out, but it's just the fact that you announced that you were going to have this meeting and then you've pushed this meeting off for now a week, that's going to make fans a little concerned that – there is a speed bump between the two sides when when they first announced this meeting it kind of felt like oh this is going to be a this is totally mutual like they're going to sit in a room they're going to talk business for 5 minutes and the rest of the 40 minutes is just going to be laughing and and you know being coworkers like they have been for the past 15 years that Ben's been a Pittsburgh Steeler so i think it's just the fact that you announce it and then it's been taking so long past the date you announced it was going to happen. That's where the concern kind of comes in for a lot of people. Right. And like you just didn't announce it. I don't think there would be any no, concern. Right. It would just be, Oh, they got to meet with Ben eventually. But mm-hmm. the fact that it's been later, it's like, Oh, well maybe Ben is kind of getting cold feet about this or stuff like that. And that's what kind of happens. Like you said, when you announce it and then there's a, a period where, um, you know, the talks don't take place. They don't happen. There's room for speculation. There's room um, not for panic, but I'm sure some people are panicking when they hear this news. Um, but there's a lot of room for that sort of thing, right? When you um, when you pr- you know promote something or you say, hey, this is going to happen, and then all of a sudden it doesn't happen right away. Um, you know, you're kind of you're. I mean, I'm sure I'm sure the Rooneys wouldn't admit this, or the Steelers wouldn't admit this, but I'm sure they're thinking in the back of their heads, like, okay, w- what's going on here? Why? You know, maybe it's their doing. I don't know. Maybe they just haven't met with them yet. I don't know what it is. But I'm sure in the back of a lot of people's minds, they're thinking, is Ben really all in here? Um, and again, that's just something that creeps into your head when it's been so long um, since, you know, you said you're going to do this and it hasn't happened yet. We talked a little bit about Marquise Pouncey's formal announcement. And I talked about this in previous shows, how when the the play and the playoffs loss versus the Browns, we all know what happened after with Ben and Pouncey sitting on the bench together. And then Ben in his press conference after the game talked about Pouncey not wanting to have things end this way for him. And he felt like he let him down. He, he didn't want this to be the way, you know, Pouncey went out. And it really sounded like from that point on that Pouncey was going. And that was why everyone was kind of expecting the announcement to come. And then when the announcement hit, it definitely felt different because there was always – a room for us to speculate, okay, maybe he will come back. You know, maybe even though Ben said these things and Pouncey said these things following the game, there was no formal announcement. But once the announcement came, as you guys mentioned, maybe that kind of spooked Ben a little, even though he was mentally preparing for it, actually hearing and actually seeing the retirement come, maybe that gave him a little reason to have some cold feet moving forward. I mean, it's definitely a... It's definitely a different game when you're you're you've been with the same center for eleven years, and there is no sense of of security that he that Pouncey would come back or not. With the with the formal announcement coming uh, last week, that that locked it in. I mean, maybe that really pushed Ben over the fence to say maybe this isn't my time to come back. If you two were to put yourself into Ben's shoes right now. 
Would you want to come back to the Pittsburgh Steelers? Honestly, I think if I and it's impossible for either right. any of us to to know the perspective that Ben Roethlisberger knows, but to sit there on my couch and be like, you know, two Super Bowls, been to another one, I'm going to the Hall of Fame, my guys are leaving. I, I've said in the past I'm gonna play as long as Pounce plays. Well, okay, now Pounce isn't playing. I look around, there's a team in transition here, and I don't know if I really want to go through that again in my career at this latter stage in my career. So I would put myself in Ben's shoes and imagine that he might be ready to walk away from the game. Now the money, walking away from the money, is a completely different thing because if anybody knows anything about money, you can never have too much of it. (laughs) So I'm sure that that's very tempting for him. But at the same time, I'm sure his bank account is more than okay, and there's going to be plenty of opportunities for him to make money in his post-football career. And I don't know. I know he was pretty adamant that he'll be coming back all throughout the regular season in 2020, and right after the Browns loss, there was really no indication that he was even thinking about retirement. But as time has kind of passed, and we've now a month into the Steelers being off, maybe he is starting to feel that, hey, retirement might not be such a bad idea at this point in my career, and this might be the perfect time for myself and for my franchise, the Steelers, to mutually part ways. Right, and if I had to put myself in that shoes, in, in his shoes, I should say, I think I would lean more towards the way you're thinking, Tom. In that, um, you know, when I look around the league, I don't see many of my peers anymore. The last one that played quarterback just retired this past year, um, and Phil Rivers. Yeah, and the draft class is now gone. Right for you. Um, and like you said, all my buddies who I've played with and and I've gotten to know, and all the guys I've thrown the ball to, basically. Uh, minus Juju probably isn't going to be here next right. year. Um, so if, under those assumptions, um, if you're Ben, I think you kind of ask yourself too, where do I fit into this team, right? I mean, yes, um, the assumption is that we're going to fight for another championship. That's how the Steelers is all, are always going to um, approach a season. But um, in, in the back of your mind, you're thinking, like you said, this is kind of a rebuild, even though obviously you know you, the Steelers don't like using the word rebuild. It is when you really strip it away because of the fact that we know that this is probably going to be Ben's last year. And if you're Ben, do I want to do that in my last year of football? I don't know if you do, but like you said, it's tough to walk away from the money, especially if it's just a one year thing, which is probably what it's going to be. Um, Again, I I just, I don't see if I'm Ben, I'm looking in the mirror and saying, maybe this is a good time to to hang it up because I don't know. Um, you know, if I can consistently do it for 16 games anymore, because last year proved that I don't think he can. I don't think he can do it consistently for 16 straight games any longer. That's uh, not at least if he's going to be the guy. Right. Like if they right. need a running game, if it's going to be absolutely yeah. right. You completely need to change the way you, you run an offense. If Ben is going to be that guy, um, he can't throw it 50, 60 times a game. It's just you're never going to win like that with an aging quarterback. It's just not how it's going to work. So, again, that goes to the rebuild thing. You really have to change the way you play football. And if you're Ben, I don't think you want to do that in your last year. So you guys just mentioned how you need the running game to help Ben. So I would be shocked here. If the retirement is coming, I would be shocked if the retirement came before the draft. Right? If I'm Ben and if I'm going to do— It might be bad business to retire before the draft. That's what I'm if saying. Yeah. I, if, if I'm Ben, you know— I want to see what this team will do. Am I going to get to a help Najee me out? Harris? Yeah, like, am I going to get that's some a little help? attractive? True. I might exactly. come back to hand the ball off to him twenty times a game. If, if the if the offensive lineman that the Steelers draft early on in the first couple of rounds, as predicted, they, they will starter do. ready. And right? Then, Are they oh, going to be guys that I'm I'm going to feel comfortable with after having Big Al and Pouncey leave? 
are they going to be quality replacements? So, yeah, I mean, if the retirement does come, I'm, I'm sure you guys would agree with me. I'd be shocked if the retirement comes before the draft. Because at the very least, the guy can all the guy can do has to do is just wait to see what help the Steelers are willing to give him, right? Well, I do agree that it's probably best for Ben's interest to wait until after the draft, but unfortunately the Steelers need to make moves yeah. as far as their re-signing or signing free agents or just getting under the cap so that they can eventually sign the draft picks that they end up picking in the 2021 draft. So Good point. I do agree with you that as far as Ben is concerned, that's definitely the best way to go about it. But I don't think the Steelers would let him go about it that way because that would just be putting them in a terribly deep hole. They need to know for sure, hey, are you coming back or not this year? We need to figure this out because we don't have money to sign our draft picks right now. Hey, Ben, it's great. You want us to get you an NTN and a couple of linemen? Great. We need to pay him. So mm-hmm. we got to get this meeting underway. Right. And I think, too, that, that um, like I said in the beginning of the segment, that would affect – how you draft, whether you have Big Ben or not. Um, Because if you don't, it's probably going to be a full rebuild. It's probably going to be, let's draft guys for the future. Let's get a playmaker in the first round that can help us right now. And then the rest of it, we're drafting for the future. Like if you don't, if Ben does hang it up, before the draft, and Mac Jones is there in the second right. round, that's all of a sudden an option right. now. It changes, Whereas that's completely off the board if Ben's back. It completely changes the way you draft. Be- yeah. it, it changes your mindset because before – you're not even thinking about taking a quarterback in any sort of round unless it's a situation like Rudolph where he's sitting there late, you have a first-round grade on him, okay, we'll take him here. Um, but if you if you don't have Ben, all of a sudden you're thinking, ah, hey, Mac Jones sitting here in the second round, Kyle Trask maybe late in the second round or third or whatever it might be. Those are attractive now, and that's a move that you can you can make, and you can also justify making because of the fact, hey, we don't have Ben anymore. Right. So you got to draft for the future, and you got to think for the future. So yeah, I mean, I agree with exactly what both of you are saying. Like that is in Ben's best interest to see what you have moving forward, but it's not in the Steelers' best interest. Yeah, I, I don't know what we we've done a lot of mock drafts here off air and on air together but we've never done one under the assumption that ben won't be back next year so maybe that's something we could do in the future and then look at those second or third round slots instead of doing how we've done in the past doing one running back to all to alignment maybe throwing a running back alignment and a quarterback in there because as you guys said i mean that has to be an option for the steelers moving forward because even though what Mason Rudolph has shown in the past, it's not something that the three of us are necessarily comfortable with moving forward as a as a longtime starter. Well, there's no secret that the Steelers have a plethora of needs coming up in this 2021 draft. And so I thought, what better way to really illustrate what's more important than another by power ranking the positions? I love a good power rankings. Here's how we're going to do this. We're just going to go around. We're going to start at the top because I think at the top we're going to be more in agreement with who they definitely right. need at number one or number two as far as the position group is concerned. This is a power ranking of positions of need. Yes. So, like, the number one, this right. is the number one position that the Steelers absolutely need to we're address not, in We're the not ranking season. the actual correct. performance of the positions. Absolutely correct, Jacob. I'm glad you clarified that. And – I think the reason we should go from top to bottom in this case is because when we get to that four or five, that's when we're going to start to have a little bit of differences because that's when, like I said, there's a plethora of them. And it's not, I have a feeling that positions are going to show up on some lists uh, and not on others. So I'll start at number one. For me, the number one need for the Steelers is at the center position. And I know I've said on some past episodes that 
if Etienne or Harris is there in the first round, I'm picking Etienne or Harris. I still believe that, but I still think that the center is the most important thing that they need to address in the offseason, whether that be in the second or third round in the draft or whether that be in free agency if they can clear enough cap space. Uh, you're losing a Hall of Famer at that position, and the Steelers have had stability in the middle of that offensive line for the past 11 years. And stability at center is a great thing to have in the NFL, and you win with a great offensive line. So for me, number one would be the center position. And that's my number one as well. I um, thought that might happen. You got, the top you got a perfect uh, three-way. Center there. as you, yeah. too. Yeah. See, I, that's why I said we're starting at the top, for the same reasons as I said. Uh, absolutely. Just, yeah. I mean, you don't have one. Do you um, want Do you want to say number two? Because I, f- I have a feeling all three of us are in a group. Running back. Yep. I got no. running back in number oh, two. Oh, okay. We'll get to number two in a second. Go ahead about center, though. No, I mean, it's all the same reasons that, that you laid out. Um, I don't really think there's much more to add there because of the fact that you, you just lost a Hall of Famer and your backup is J.C. Hassenhauer, and he's just not going to be your starter. Um, there's no way that he can start for you at center. You have to find <laughs> somebody better than him. Uh, I don't even know if he can back up for you. At center, right. Honestly. I mean, he might be your third option. So I mean, we um, saw the first play of the Browns game that snapped over Ben's head and into the end zone. That was by Marquise Pouncey. You think Mar- you think Matt Hassenauer is going to do JC Hassenauer? You don't even know his name, right? There so you, go. you think you you think Hassenauer is going to do any better than that? I mean, that play is going to come every every drive, but something scary, a mishandled snap is going to come in almost every game if you're if you're starting Hassenauer. I didn't. Don't even trust Hassenauer to call out protections either, and, right, and to right. call out things that are going on on the defensive line. Like Pouncey was a master at that. And so I think they have to absolutely find somebody that can do that. But it's hard to find a center to come in and sure. be like Marquise Pouncey was when he was a rookie. I mean, for God's sakes, Marquise Pouncey started all 16 games, went to a Super Bowl. But like we said last week, he unfortunately couldn't play. Jacob and I have running back as our number two position of need for the Pittsburgh Steelers in these power rankings. I just think that they need a playmaker. They have not had a legit game breaker since Bell or Brown left, uh, especially Bell at the running back position. And, it's been a struggle since they had Bell and D'Angelo Williams, a great one-two punch at that position. And I just think with an aging quarterback, the way that you make him age like fine wine is by giving him a nice compliment in the backfield. We've been, you've been giving a lot of compliments to Lev Bell, the combo of Lev Bell and D'Angelo Williams. How about the first two years he was in the league? Lev Bell and James Conner was a great one-two punch. James Conner was a opinion. really good backup. His yeah. rookie, I mean, his second year is the year where I think Lev Bell set out, but that rookie year... For Connor, he had a great, even though he didn't have a lot of snaps, when he came onto the field, he was getting seven, eight yards of carry. And, and doesn't was... that really just illustrate to you what the plan was originally for right. James Connor? The backup, the number two right. punch in the one two punch. And that's clearly right. they had, they had to Bell. adjust because of the circumstances surrounding Bell. They had Lev Bell, and that was under his, his first. Was it his first, first or franchise s- tag? Right. So before there was, he decided to sit out, there was no assum- There was no telling that Le'Veon Bell wasn't going to be a sealer for the long term. We we kind of were all, as fans or as as people you know doing shows for the team, would have assumed that Le'Veon was going to be here for the next couple of years in 2017, and things went astray, and that didn't happen. But yeah, I mean, the Steelers drafted Connor in the third round for the purpose of backing up Le- Le'Veon Bell for the next couple of years. And as you said, Tom, I mean, that was his purpose. And he did a good job of it, too. But I think if you if you, if you, you um, assume that James Conner won't be here next year, then I think running back has to be up there as one of your priorities. 
You, Callan, have a different number two, though. You put... I do. Do you want me to say what number three is? Cause is that a running it's back? It's running back. Okay, yeah. so Callan has three running backs. Yeah. Your number two... Uh, number two, I actually have tackle. Offensive tackle. Okay. Wow. Nice. Um, I know that you technically still have Al... Um, even though we all kind of assume that he's going to be gone. So there you go again. There's someone that you don't have. Um, I, and I know you have Banner coming back next year. Um, and there's, you know, assumption that he's going to battle for that position. And Chooks wasn't awful this year by any stretch. So I guess you do have two guys that are capable of playing both tackles. Um, but I do think that's a need, right? Because um, you look at the depth there, there's not much. You don't really have much to be a swing tackle. Um, or if it worse comes to worse, you get a better guy, and Chooks can still be your swing tackle. He's proven that he can do that as well. Um, but, yeah, I think tackle, um, now that I think about it, I think running back might be more valuable than tackle. Maybe I should have flipped those. Um, but I do think tackle is, is, a, is a big hole because of the fact that you are losing Al. I don't see a situation in which the Steelers bring him back. So, again, there's a guy that – uh, or there's a position that doesn't have a man in it. So you need somebody. Mike Tomlin did come out and say to Zach Banner, you're my answer for left tackle in mm-hmm. 2021. Right. So get that knee healed up. Uh, number three in my position rankings, and this is where I think we're going to get into the weeds a little bit. I have inside linebacker. And I was sitting downstairs really debating, do I put inside linebacker here at three or do I put who I have at number four? Spoiler alert, cornerback. I have cornerback as number three. As number three is cornerback. Well, I have inside linebacker. I think Vince Williams is going to get moved on from. I just feel like that's kind of the way the wind's blowing in this town is that he's a guy that's going to be on the chopping block. And I guess that means they're looking at moving a Spillane or an Avery Williamson into the starting role opposite of Devin Bush. Don't know how much I like that, but I get it because they're going to be cheaper options. And that would mean to me that you got to keep filling the depth at that position because you're going to pull from that depth to become a starter to replace Vince Williams if he does get cut like I'm predicting. So I would put inside linebacker maybe up a little higher just because I think, even though I've been saying Hayden's ripe to be cut for a couple episodes now, I actually start to think that Hayden and Nelson are both going to be back and the corners might be okay. It's that inside linebacker that I'd like to see uh, shored up. How do you want to do this? Because now our lists are kind of like we're all on different pages. Uh, we're, what, what do you have at number three? I have three running back. Running back at three. So four, I have backer, too. I have inside linebacker. Inside linebacker. For pretty yes. much all the same reasons that you said. And I was right. noticing a pattern, though, here, boys? Yeah, we're getting. We're all on the same page. We're yeah. all on the same page. Yeah. yeah. Um, when I looked at the linebacking depth chart, um, I realized that, you know, you have Avery Williamson, you have Vince Williams. Both of those guys might not be back next year. Um, the more and more I think about it, like we've talked about, I don't think Vince will be back. Um, and, and, uh, and Williamson has a big cap hit. I think it's like 8 or $9 million. That's a lot to pay a guy that, um, yeah, you brought him in to help and because, you know, Bush was hurt, but you have Bush coming back this year. Um, and I think, you know, you have Bush, um, you have Robert Spillane, and you have a guy like Marcus Allen but do you really want Marcus, Marcus Allen to Allen be? Marcus Allen an inside linebacker. No, yeah. right. I mean, it, you can turn him into one if he puts on muscle and, you know, really, you know, uh, kind of gets into it in camp. Because I did think that, that he made some plays. But if he's your third option, um, yikes. You know, he, he it's not his position. That's not what he was drafted to do. I know you can turn it in. You can turn him into that. And I said that he played linebacker pretty decently throughout the season, especially late when a lot of guys were beat up. But... That's not where you want to be. So I, I do think um, inside linebacker is a position of need for sure. So have, I can make the argument for cornerbacks. You had who corner I at had three. At number three. Who's your four, though? Four, I had – well, four, I went a little different. And that's and – All right, you go three, explain corners, and then give me four right okay, after. Okay, so three, I said corner because of 
our, my growing concern about depth at that position. You guys talked a little bit about depth at inside linebacker. When Justin Lane we, is your depth we, when right we've now. Had Justin Lane, because Hilton and Sutton are James up in the Pierre. Air. I mean, I don't know who is James Pierre? exactly. The special so, teams guy. So <laughs> that's mean. so that's my concern there is because Kellen, I I don't share the same concern that you do that Avery Williamson won't be back. I I think between Williamson. Uh, Vince Williams and Joe Hayden, I think the most guaranteed to come back is Avery Williamson because of his cost. I don't think he'll be that pricey, and I think he'll be the most uh, affordable for the Steelers to to bring back. So even if they don't bring him back, what you're left with isn't great. But if you lose Joe Hayden and then you lose either A, Mike Hilton, or B, Cam Sutton, God forbid you lose both, I don't think that'll happen. But then you're really struggling. Then if if you lose, say you lose all three of those guys, you're left with Steve Nelson, James Pierre, and Justin Lane. And that's not what I want to be left with for my cornerback position. The safeties are fine. That's fair. That's literally the same reason I it's have, the exact, but it's just it's number the four art, for it's, me. It's yeah. which do you care for more. And I think with the return of Devin Bush, I'm more confident in the linebacker inside linebacker position as a whole than I am with just Steven Nelson there as a returning starter. So that's why I have cornerback at number three over inside linebacker. I have inside linebacker at number five. Number five, number four Number four, and this is becoming a, you know, if you asked me two weeks ago, I wouldn't have it on my list. But here we are two weeks later. I have quarterback at number four. I have quarterback at number five. I thought I was going to be the controversial one by sliding in quarterback at number five. And I was really going to – I actually wrote down offensive tackle, and then I changed out and I said quarterback because of Tomlin showing confidence in Banner and Filer being back. I thought tackle, you know what? It might not be as bad as we're making it out to be. I have quarterback at number five too. And like I said, they're not, ask I, me three weeks ago, right. I don't have it on my list. Exactly. But this meeting being delayed by Ben and, and there's more, you know, it's a, it's a little bit more of not a sure thing that he's going to be back next year. And on top of that, I don't know if this, this is a need that they're going to address this offseason, but I think it's a top five need. The for longer sure. you the Steelers refuse to address it and the longer Ben kind of dilly dallies and this deal doesn't get done. And then maybe that affects the draft. If they don't take a quarterback, the worse it ends up. I have a feeling you do not have quarterback at number five, though, Kellen. No, I don't. I have it just outside the top five. Like It would be 5B if, okay, if I cool. could do that. Um, but uh, at five, I have corner, and pretty much for the same reasons that that we listed, you guys talked about. Not a lot of depth there um, when you get past Hayden and Nelson. Yeah, you have Hilton and Sutton, and they're your nickel guys, but – do you know if they're going to be back for certain next year? No, you don't. So, um, yeah, that's that's my top five uh, center, tackle, running back, inside linebacker, corner. All right. I think Kellen actually wins position power rankings. We were playing a game. Did you not know that? I don't have a, a dinger. So it's all right. Kellen it. wins. Kellen won the game because I think you're the most practical, Kellen. I, I really do. I, I think Jacob and I sliding quarterback in there is a little bit – too wild in an offseason that they really if their plans are to run it back in 20 run back what they had in 2020 then you gotta kind of go the vanilla route which no offense but that was what you had yeah but then again i i will say that like jacob said two weeks ago i wouldn't have even thought about that 
Um, but now that everything's going on, and if something does happen, all of a sudden quarterbacks are very Quarterback might need. be number one. Yeah. I mean, it right. really could be, depending yeah. on how things shake out over the next couple of weeks. But that's going to do it for this episode of The Steelers Standard. For Kellen Gursky and Jacob Brecht, I'm Tom Opperman. Thank you, as always, for listening to us here on Steelers Nation Radio and for checking out the podcast at Steelers.com. On our next episode, we're going to talk about J.J. Watt, and there's a new team that emerged today in the rumor mill when it comes to Watt. And Steelers fans, you are not going to like that. And we're also going to take a look around the rest of the NFL and get into some of the headlines around the league. That's on the next episode of The Steelers Standard.